Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SoCal Summer Swing Off podcast. The music you are currently listening to is called Dances in the Night by Papa D, a fellow swing dancer, musician, artist, and friend. You can find all links for streaming, socials, and videos down below. Make sure to go and support him. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SoCal Summer Swing Off podcast. I'm your host, Andre. If you haven't already, follow us on all the socials. Because today we have one of the best triple threats in the entire world here. <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? Good where to have is, you. Where is that person? <laughs> How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing good. How yeah. are you? Uh, good, good, good. It's a Friday. I think Jeremy and I are still in work mode because uh, we just both just technically got off, right? That That's right. Technically get off. I got a call and I got a Oh, just, <laughs> that was the, sh- the shortest, the shortest interview ever. <laughs> I think, I think Jeremy, I think Jeremy just got a phone call. Hold on. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I think you should just do that and just leave it like that. <laughs> Like, I have to work, bro. I got to work. I have, other, I have other duties. That was funny. I kept recording, actually. So that was, that was, that was funny. Uh, oh, man. Dang. And I, like, literally got a phone call. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to turn off Don't Disturb on my phone. That's all good. Hey, if it were, if we didn't have technical difficulties, would it actually be a Zoom call? I feel like right? you always have to have one, right? Oh, man. <laughs> all right well uh, okay. let's go ahead and get started Re- because <laughs> essentially i really wanted to chat with you and thanks so much for taking the time by the way yeah. because you have such an interesting story and you view dance very specifically so let's start there are some people listening who might not know who you are so if you could just give us like a quick intro of who jeremy auth is i think that's a great starter sure uh I'm a normal dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Southern California kid at probably heart. Uh, didn't start dancing till I was 22 years old. Oh. Uh, so it was a lot later. Um, I ended up seeing the movie Swing Kids. And, you know, hey, that, that was a big hook for many of us. Yeah. Um, I, started, I started dancing back in 1995. Like, I, I took, uh-huh, I took, uh, I was going to school up in Santa Barbara, in Santa Barbara, um, at a school called Westmont, and we did, like, a uh, off-site uh, school dance, and they were teaching East Coast Swing, and I learned it there, I learned uh, swing there, and then went home for the summer, and my dad and my sister were taking swing classes um, at Pasadena Ballroom, so I learned how to dance like from Aaron Stevens and Stephen Mitchell and like people who had hung out with like Frankie Manning and with the Swedes and stuff like that. So I think I got a good start um, into like connecting with original dancers somewhere, you know, a roundabout way. Um, And uh, yeah, I just started from there. I danced classes for like a year and then later on sort of went sort of went off on my own and studied a little bit more of the dance history and like videos and such but mm-hmm. 
before that, dance was not even on the radar. I grew up mm. skateboarding and surfing and like uh, nobody really danced in my family, but my mom did show me the Charleston. Okay. <laughs> so she did the Charleston step and she will do it to this day. But I think that's the only move she knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, but I grew up in, in playing jazz. So my connection is because um, I grew up playing the guitar because most kids do in California because you want to be a rock star when you're young. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I was pretty decent at the guitar. So I ended up playing in jazz band in my high school. And that's where I learned some you know, like jazz standards. And then of course that connection, enjoying that music and growing up with like, uh, my dad did like toy trains um, and was connected a lot to like uh, toy trains in like old Hollywood. Mm. So I grew up like black and white movies and was like, okay, I sort of get the culture, the history of like uh, the era. Even mm -hmm. though I hadn't really seen the dances besides like Fred Astaire or somebody, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, but that connection was like, oh, I like that music. It was fun. It seemed like a classy time. I want to know more about it. So uh, that was, I guess that's a, a condensed version of like, and I started dancing. That's how they sort of all just merged together. And that's why I probably fell in love with it um, because I had all those ties. Yeah. So. That's, yeah, that's so textured and layered. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm just curious, but what, because I know there are several people who watched Swing Kids. What yeah. scene was it that you're like, that's what I want to do? What moment was it for you? Oh, man. Is that, well, they had their like, jam circle. So, yeah. like, that's the jam circle. Like, ooh, what's that? And, you know, they have that. I, I, I don't know the actor's name, but he's up there and he's like jamming on the Django guitar. You see him mm -hmm. ripping and like, and then they pan over, you know, like doing a jam and then you're watching like people slide through the legs and do all that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, I want to do that, you know? I'm, I'm young and they have a bunch of energy. Uh, and being the skateboarder that I was, it's like, let's just do crazy stuff because that's what I did on my skateboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that I can... Those, those scenes specifically stay in my mind because it's the joy that everyone had while yeah. they were doing it. I know they were acting and stuff, but I remember that vividly. So I was curious, how when when you started dancing when you were 22, when you literally got into it, did your own study, when did it click with you that, like, I want to do this for the rest of my life? Oh, man. That was never on the radar. Really? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I started, like, this was a hobby uh, of mine that I, I would borderline maybe say it's an escape. I work like my degree is in psychology mm -hmm. and I worked for a mental hospital for four years. Like when I get out of the hospital, like when I get out of the hospital, when I get off work, <laughs> choose your words wisely. Okay. So like, <laughs> Uh, no, I would finish and then I would go down to the derby and uh, and dance there. So I'd have like play time or like relief time would be like going out and dancing and having, oh. you know, enjoying that. Is it joyous? You know, like it could be sad or just more serious at work. And mm -hmm. then, um, and then, you know, you can just go out and have fun. Um, but 
I guess so. In terms of like, when did it become more of like a career? Uh, that happened later in, I guess, 2005 and 2006. So I, <clears throat> I started dancing in 20, uh, 1995, end of 95, 96. And I had learned dance classes for like a year, year and a half. Then I went on my own. And then um, I saw other people like Peter Loggins and Eric and Sylvia and Alicia and Minvo and like some of these other people. And they and I met them along the way. And um, some of them started doing these travel gigs. I mean, back then, though, it was like there weren't many gigs at all. Uh, but it was cool. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to teach at some of these events. Um, so I was interested in like teaching for people and people would approach me like because they wanted to learn uh, you know the style and I tend to have more like a, I guess a vintage style when dancing because I study a lot of these clips yeah um, so uh, yeah uh, and then I would get like randomly hired but I didn't have like a regular partner that uh, well I, I did have partners I guess but it it wasn't like today where there's there's so much so many camps. So mm. it would maybe like one or two events out of the year. And then Camp Hollywood didn't really start jumping until like 97, 98. Uh in um yeah, there was like that was like one that was one camp. And the other camp was um Camp Jitterbuck, and I forget what year that started. Mm. Uh and I taught there a couple times, like on and off. So um and then, because I was still working full time, and then like I met Laura Keat in nineteen in two thousand five, like two thousand five, two thousand six, and I was teaching with Tise Chow uh, at a Balboa event um, out in Cleveland, um, and I I was I got tired of Balboa no. because Balboa at that time was didn't have my, didn't have a whole lot of content. So mm -hmm. I like to do all the things, like all the things. I grew up doing all the things. I mm -hmm. uh, Lindy Hop first. Uh, that was my first love. And then uh, I learned Babo and Collegiate Shag later. And then uh, like Charleston and Tap and all this stuff. So that that progressed. Um, but 10 years forward, because it's like now 2006, like I'm like, okay, now I'm more, I, I definitely love Balboa more. Like I'm getting more interested because we had built the dance. Like before, mm -hmm. it was like we didn't have much content. And like literally, I feel like Balboa and Shag were like when you when you do like a bunch of swing outs, and you're like, okay, now it's time to do some Charleston because I got to turn my brain off, or like mm -hmm. doing something like, or just like a side dance for a moment, like in a song, yeah. um, or just if the if the music just like fit the dance, then it's like, well. Uh, sure let's do bubble to the song or whatever but i yeah. feel like it, there just wasn't as much vocabulary so uh it was hard or i would get bored my brain would get bored uh quite quickly like oh i need to do more um so anyways um going back to your question because i'm going about around I'm skirting <laughs> something too. but uh i guess what hit, hit it off for me like really was I had been doing like just occasional gigs and then I met Laura and then I found her like I saw that she was a great Lindy Hopper she was like a rising Lindy Hopper and I was at this Balboa camp I'm like 
okay, I want to grab you because you're going to be really good. I can trick, like, I'll let me work with you and I'll let's, let's, let's see if anything works. And we should come to California. And she knew uh, Nick was there and Mikey was there. And like, so it was a great opportunity for her to come out and work with a bunch of us leads who really didn't have partners and like learned a bunch of stuff that we had been studying. Yeah. Uh, so she came out and, uh, and then we worked together and then we worked for like a year. Uh, and then I lost my job in 2008 because of the economy crisis. So mm -hmm. that's what sort of shot it off into like, uh, like it propelled the whole career. So I lost mm -hmm. my IT job and then it was like, okay, so, um, I can go hunt for another IT job or temporarily because everything's sort of messed up. Let's just see if this thing works. So I'm never going to get an opportunity. I'm like, I'm 30 and waiting any longer is going to be too late so yeah. i tried it and it sustained me for i don't know like till covid and then covid killed it again so, <laughs> so but like that's a good solid decade of like dancing and laura's so awesome like uh she learns super fast and like she's a really talented dancer and communicator and teacher so like um i think we did really well uh for uh, our time like when we were teaching full time uh, and we got to travel and teach to a lot of places. Um, and the fact that we do all the dances makes us a commodity, like something special, like mm -hmm. you can't, like whatever the hot thing is, because that time it was mostly Lindy Hop camps and sure I can do Lindy Hop. What style Lindy Hop do you want to do? Because I like at that time I had done like old Hollywood style, but like about like 2003, 2004, I started getting more into like Harlem style stuff and like studied a bunch of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then even Lauren and I danced for Frankie 95 and we did um, the Kangaroos and like did a bunch of stuff like uh, like commemorating like Frankie and uh, Frankie and Anne and just like the beautiful stuff that's coming out of Harlem. So like um, I love it all. And then uh and then I think my interest for like, um, like, I guess just all these amazing dancers is to try to try to just try them on. Like, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, I want to know who this Hal person is. or I want to know who the, the shag dancers are. Like, this is all beautiful dancing. And I feel like I'm, I'm okay enough and I can study these clips and watch it and sort of mimic it. So I'm, I feel okay, you know, so. <laughs> wow, that's, that's really cool because I, I remember that's so neat how, like, you had that dance journey. Yeah. I remember we, we chatted a little bit about, like, uh, how you and Laura started, like, working together and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, finding that person is so special. Like, what, let's say someone is right now a rising star. or I guess that's a good question. What makes someone a rising star just from your perspective man it could be a multiple uh multiple things but i would say from my perspective or from like like california hollywood i mean california like dance hall of fame uh, kind of. let's say from your perspective because i like from your perspective <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
or, or what I value. So uh, if I put in the context of like what I value as a dancer and what mm. I find very important, um, I think someone who, my favorite dancers are somebody who's, of course, is a, has studied a lot, probably has good solid mm. movement, um, but someone who's passionate about the dance and really truly loves it, loves the music. Um, but in terms of like someone who's really good is you're going to have to probably to some degree show your talent to some level. So you're going to probably have to compete. I never wanted to compete by the way. Like, oh. it was, it, no, yeah, no, I'll, I like, I have a theater background. I have a mixed background. I'm like a mixed <laughs> bag of nuts, man. I like, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the place, like a skateboarder, theater, psychology. It's just like all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, like, um, I guess, uh, so showing yourself like, uh, in competition, uh, showing that, I don't know, you probably can learn at a probably a good rate. That's, I guess what, that's what I've understood, understood. I guess that's a learned thing, something I've learned. Um, somebody that's like a, a faster learner mm -hmm. in terms of more natural skill, skill set. Um, but I don't want to say that that's, that's it. Cause there's some beautiful out dancers out there that I consider they are noteworthy that might not be winning all the contests so mm. I, I don't want to say you have to win contests and i think they're like i gained so much from actually just watching the room and watching just good movement mm. like it's all the time so like to, to those of you out there or those of you who are like i've never i can't compete or i never win first place or second place or blah 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 i'm like don't worry about that like you're there's still so much value to you and like mm. being um uh, in i don't know in just in general um probably just as a community and uh just being a person maybe that's a light in the community or just good encouragement and uh yeah there's just so many facets to making the community uh like go well like yeah. friendship and bonding and like community-based events and um yeah uh anyways yeah I, okay sorry no. but yeah like uh, they're they're all they're all winners <laughs> no. yeah no no <laughs> no but I like there's yeah it depends on what you want to put i feel like most people a lot of people if you put the work in if you put the ten thousand hours in i think you can most people can do pretty good like decently it might you might not like be like uh I, I, there's no best dancer in the world in my opinion like everybody just like you get to the top and it's like okay yeah there's this like league but they all have specialties so it's not like somebody's mastered all these specialties mm -hmm. you know very unique so um but yeah um but everybody i think everybody has something to contribute at all different levels uh Anyways. Yeah, no, I think that's such a fantastic answer. I love how you, I want to dig on, on that piece in a little bit here, but I, about you, like not wanting to compete at the beginning, but okay. um, before that, I love how 
you mentioned all those different pieces that make someone a good dancer, including the fact that competitions do not equal being like an amazing dancer. Just because you don't win something does not mean you're a great dancer. I feel like a lot of people need to hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They feel people, it feels like if I'm not getting enough likes or I'm not getting, uh, I'm not winning all these contests, then I I suck. Mm. Or if I make too many mistakes, I suck. And it's like, Sure, you could you can consider all that, uh, but I don't. I think in the long, like, I'm 20 years into this, 22, maybe 25. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> do the math. Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <clears throat> Sylvia Sykes told me this, and I, this is a great thing. Uh, she's like, oh, remember this, and this is us back in. Uh, it's got to be maybe a decade ago now. She's like, no one's ever going to remember where you placed in a competition. Mm-hmm. Like, majority of people will not remember that. But they will remember something cool you did. So that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to care that you won, but they're going to want to get something or, like, they'll be inspired by something you did. So just take that. You, you like, we all go in taking it from the community and you just give back and you're like, yeah, okay, here. I'm, and that's how much you want to invest. Like if you invest a lot, you'll probably end up giving a lot more uh, in certain, you know, certain aspects of the dance or the community or whatever. Uh, yeah. That, that, I wrote that down. That's a great quote. Um, speaking of, of the quote and like what you mentioned about putting in the work, you, sir, put in so much work. I remember one time, <laughs> I came out of the annex and you and Julie Roman were sweating buckets <laughs> and for like eight hours or something. But like, where do you get this energy from? Goodness. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I do not know. <laughs> I do have a lot of energy. I think, I guess if I, if I had to pat myself on the back, I would say, I probably could wear out your modern dancer and they probably these people that are like half my age. I mean, I could probably outdance you in terms of like cardio. I mm. don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it was me just skateboarding my brains out as a young person and doing a bunch of cardio stuff, but I can't uh-huh. say that's true. It might've just been one of those things. I don't know. Maybe it's my genetic makeup. I have no idea. Like, I wish I could tell you, but like Laura Keat will say this, she's like, Jeremy's so, he is so unique because the more tired he gets, the more energy he gets. Like it's, <laughs> it works in opposition. Like it just, <laughs> it's so odd. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happens. Like everybody else will be like, oh, and like, but I'll get more tired. And then somehow my adrenaline even pumps more and I'll just like push myself through almost like a second wind, third wind, whatever it is. And I'm like wearing people out and they're like limping off the floor. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's why it's no surprise that oftentimes I'll look into the annex and you are jun- and Jungle will be practicing and going hard because you and her have so, you're beasts. You both are beasts in like how, <laughs> how long you practice. Goodness gracious. <laughs> she's, she's a wild one too, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she's got a lot. Of, she's got a lot of energy. Uh, yeah. Well, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I'll I'll, I'll still box with all of them. And it turns out, <laughs> if you want to box cardio, I'll box cardio with you. Let's go. 
What's the yeah. other pitch? <laughs> oh, that's actually a perfect segue because you mentioned at the beginning that you didn't want to compete, right? Yeah. How, how, so two questions. How come and then how did you get into it? Uh, okay, so how do I, uh, okay, can, I forget the first, con. Uh, I remember the first performance I did, I don't remember the first contest I did offhand, uh, but there was a thing called the Satin Ballroom, and they used to have events, and this is close, closer to, I guess, 2000, um, I never, I didn't compete at Camp Hollywood the first years um, because I really didn't have like a steady partner at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, and I don't think we were ready. Um, but yeah, the satin ball. Oh, so about like 1998, I met Debbie Carter or Debbie in uh, and. Uh, and her and I, like, we competed and we were sort of in that circuit and won a bunch of, like, contests. Like, when we started roaming around, we started be, uh, doing all, like, all the early contests of, like, Shag and Balboa, mm -hmm. uh, Wendy Hop and stuff like that, uh, even though there's not much footage out there. But they would have, like, um, contests, like, in L.A., like, you could go to the Coconut club or you could go to the palace and people would front money and we so we'd be there and we'd be competing against men and karina and tip and holly and like uh other just like locals at the time uh and yeah so but i didn't really want to yeah like i said i didn't really want to compete uh because i get super nervous and you probably could probably look at me today and go you're not nervous you look like you're just feeding off the audience i'm like yeah well i i do that's i think guess that's the theater side but mm -hmm. like when i get nervous um i don't always i feel like i always i don't dance with the same flow as i do like on a social floor mm -hmm. so i feel like i i you never get to see the you might not see the best side of my dancing competing. So that's why I'm like, uh, to those of you who are like competing, it's not, it doesn't show you the best dancer. Like that, that's just like a small, a small, like little window into like their dance, the dance ability. Cause mm -hmm. there's so much more, more pressure. And it's like, it's, it's literally a different skill set to dance within such a tight framework uh and to have flow and to just like or come up with ideas like if it's just like spur of the moment uh, and make it look good and all the angles like it all matters and you know like what angle you're showing to the judges and all these moves and like oh uh, yeah so i always usually walk away so frustrated i'm like i never ah, i might win a contest or i might like do something cool and people are stoked but i'm like i'm usually not happy with how it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, so, um, anyway. So, one of the things that I was curious to ask you is we were talking about competing. Competing mm -hmm. as like a rising star, as an advanced dancer, that's completely different from competing at the professional level because you consistently compete with all these amazing people like mm -hmm. Peter Strong, Naomi. Um, Nick Williams and yeah. all, at Remy and all of them. So I'm curious, yeah. 
what's it like being in that lineup and competing against like the best in the world? I asked a big one, didn't I? My bad. Yeah, big <laughs> what is it like? Like, well, I guess from what angle, like, is it, okay, so does it make me nervous? Yes and no. Like, at some point, I think you probably, most of us dancers will probably, well, I'm, I'm, I would say probably a lot of dancers could probably say, you probably come to a point where you're like, I can't stress on this because it would just, it would be too much. And you just mm -hmm. dance, like you dance you and whatever comes out, comes out. So, um, and that's, that can be a good thing. You know, you're not like over, like if I'm in my head too much, you're overthinking. That's when usually stuff just doesn't work or doesn't have as the, the best results. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I guess I, nowadays it, it's a lot easier to be in those um role i mean in those situations because you're dancing you're not you're not trying to actually i don't know win you're just showing your artistic side you're like here because you come up with that you're like a specialty you know like this is my you know your specialties we all like we're top dancers and we all have like you know like these specialties and it's like i'm just going to showcase my specialties you know like sometimes so and so will win sometimes the other person will win depending on who you get if it's like uh, if it's a you know uh, a mix and match or whatever like that is so um so the results vary you know like uh if it's yeah and even the results will vary if it's like in um a strictly contest um it depends on the band depends on the setup depends on what kind of the music you're like the segment of the music you're gonna get uh, yeah there's just so many var uh, variables at hand uh, and uh, but yeah you can't always take yourself too seriously mm. like i mean i i do to a degree uh and i care about like my my dancing skills and i'm still working on my dancing skills so it's not like i just be part of it throwing it all to the wind but i am definitely uh i if i hear him if i'm going to just get bummed out on everything that doesn't really that's i don't think that's healthy um i think the healthiest thing is you accept where you're at and you appreciate what the gifts that the other people bring to the table and what you can bring and yeah so it's all a gift man like to me, I see it as a gift. Uh, for me, it's a, a godly gift. Like I'm still with these talents, and I can try to work on them and get better at them, and just let other people enjoy it. And um, uh, yeah, so no. yeah, I I can imagine that there are a lot of variables that play into it, and all of you who are up there are very, very talented and gifted. Which that kind of got me thinking, like. What is something about being a professional dancer that most swing dancers don't know or aren't aware of? Aren't aware of. Sorry, I'm hitting you with all these hard yeah. questions. My bad. We all, get, we all still get nervous. We all yeah. still make mistakes. <laughs> uh -huh. Right. I gotta say, say Evan, you, you think you think it stops, it doesn't stop. <laughs> mm. Like it does never, it, I don't think it ever stops. Uh, like we all have like 
I don't know. Yeah, like lulls in our dancing. You're that's just gonna that's there's just seasons. Like you're just gonna feel good in moments, you're not gonna feel good at the other ones, but you just keep trekking along. Um yeah. Sorry, was a question again? No, it was just what what do what do you wish swing dancers knew yeah. that professional dancers have to experience? Yeah. Um like you already sort of said uh, what I mentioned earlier, the contest doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what defines you and I think makes you memorable, I guess that's your mark and that's what you want to back to the the community. Um, and it's like who you are as a person, um, how you lift up first and others and like yeah yeah let's put it it's it there's always something to take but there's i think i think you're gonna probably find the most i would say this to anybody like you're gonna find yourself the most fruitful when you're able to give back and and love on other people and the community and like get to see other people's joy mm. uh and get to see them succeed uh yeah this time will pass you by. It's going to be so fast. Like one of the things I did learn that uh, I guess from the old timers is I met them in like their, you know, like the end of their life, and they always said, "Never make this a career. Never make it a career. I'll never take you anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> I think times have changed a little bit because we have all these dance camps and such. But like, um, yeah. So yeah, they mentioned that uh but uh i did see it it made me sad one thing that i would like to see different um was they were at their they're like their 80s and you can still see that they were still almost like vying for attention in different ways but still like they'd have like these petty arguments with each other and like it's almost like we're back in high school i'm like really you're like 60 years old like you could all just be like a lot more easygoing and uh, not have like these divisions, you know, mm. like that helps me out. <laughs> uh, so see the, you know, trying to look for the best of each other, but mm. um, yeah. Yeah, or you have like clicks or whatever. So uh, I think anyways, uh, yeah. That was, that's something that I've always appreciated about you because that, that is a common thing that people bring up on the podcast is, oh, whenever we go here and here, there are all these clicks of people that say that feel like you need to be a good dancer to be part of this. But time and time again, I've, we've, I've hung out with you. You haven't stayed to like one group. You literally are someone who's like a part of the community. And I think that a lot of people appreciate that about you and your classes, honestly. And see like that's where that's coming from, right? Yeah. Well, I love people. So like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love people. And I, 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 I think I, I would say I feed off it too. Like I need it, like just as much you enjoy, like watch it, like, anybody who watches enjoys probably watching somebody that's more advanced than them and is getting inspired uh, or just to be around that. I need it from you folks. I need to be around that. Mm. Um, 
feel a little stagnant if I was just sort of in my own bubble, uh, you know, like in this like top group and not like learning from like the current things. I'm, I'm open to learning. I want to continue to get better in different ways. Uh, I see you folks, I'm like, oh, you're a little better at me than that. I need to work on that. <laughs> so like I'm still in my head, I'm like, I, I got a little bit of that, <laughs> that competitive spirit. I'm like, hmm, okay. I see you, I see you. <laughs> I'll stay in the game. I'll stay in the game. I mean, <laughs> and then I guess my energy is another factor. It's like, okay, I'm not done yet. You can't put me on the side. <laughs> put me in, coach. Put me in. Come put on. Me in, coach. I'm, I'm not play. done yet. <laughs> Well, that's that's freaking dope. Okay. Well, I I know that you are very busy and you got a lot of things to do. So we'll go ahead and head towards the final questions. Make sure you have ample time to answer them and you don't feel rushed. Okay. All right. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask is, um, where are you traveling to for the next couple of months? What gigs are you going to? Okay. So I got a couple things. It's called my IT job, which is going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) oh combining careers is just fabulous no it's really hard Mm. (laughs) i just got back from scotland doing some shag but i'm doing Mm -hmm. um because i guess i'm kind of one that's coming up is i'm going to prague doing some baboa i'm doing bala in prague i had never been to prague so i'm excited to go there Mm -hmm. uh in and then i'm going to balbreak which is in uh yeah the uk Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going there in September uh, and going to, my goodness, after that, it's, I know Barcelona and that's Shag. Uh, I know I have some stuff coming up like in China that we're doing, uh, going out to Colorado. Um, yeah, that's coming up. That's all like stuff that's up and coming. So, um, but. Yeah. Okay. So we, it'll be fun. Keep. Uh, I'm busy, but I can only take like honestly. I think it'd probably take six or seven of these jobs a year because I work full time. So it's not like mm. I can't. I. I yeah. Can't do. I can't do all the things. Uh. Not yet. So, not yet. Yeah. So anyway. Um. And then the next question is: Let's say. How how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach you on private? Do you have like socials or anything like that? Yeah. So I wish my presence was bigger on Instagram, but it's not. <laughs> I'm timed. Like for all the things, I my brain power is. I need my yeah. own. I need my own secretary. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just so hard to manage it all. Um, but like the easiest way to reach out to me is like on Facebook. Uh, I do most of my communication there. Um, in regards to like Laura and I, um, there is Elevated Rhythm, so you can mm. visit that. Uh, that's elevatedrhythm.com. Uh, or if you just want to reach me by my normal mail, which is Jeremy underscore auth, that's O T T H at yahoo.com. So you can hit me up with the other of those. Uh, probably the fastest response will probably be Facebook because that's just the easiest to do right now so mm-hmm. unless you want to hit linkedin but that's you're going to get it stuff so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna put my dance my dance is not up on that <laughs> that's totally fair 
Okay. So, and the last big question that I have, I feel like I've asked you so many like big questions today, um, right after work too on a Friday, but uh, okay. this is the last one. So this yeah. one is, what what's a message you want to leave for any swing dancers that are currently listening? Oh man, keep your head up, keep mm. dancing. Uh, I, I'm hoping you're doing it because you love the dance in itself and like you, I, there'll always be disappointments, I think, uh, just to be honest, like, but I think finding uh, some positive people and people that are encouraging uh, and that you're having fun with um, and that you're doing it uh because you really enjoy it and not to try to like prove anything um because i think yeah you'll find the most satisfaction there and just uh as a yeah find the most satisfaction um i i started dancing uh wasn't i wasn't trying to date anybody or socialize i like honestly fell in love with the dance mm. so and that's why you're seeing me probably have like such like a wide spectrum of likes in this like big circle of swing is because I'm like, oh, and that swing thing and that swing thing. Uh, I, I just, it's like, there's just so much about it, but to each their own, like it, maybe it's the community that you feel, find it safer or you just find encouragement and positive influence inside that community, then all more like be be somewhere where you feel appreciated and loved and like um and that you're just having fun like life has enough drama of its own <laughs> like <laughs> there's also always something to be critical about but uh swing dancing it it's it's beautiful because uh, a lot of it tends to bring out a lot of joy and laughter and like um you you're allowed to make mistakes in a way like so you know jazz is about improvisation and you can perfect that and some people will be better at that and yeah by the way first time i went in, like first time i went out and danced it it uh it rocked that swing first time we got hired out i think um that yeah, was early on 2007 so i've been dancing like a decade and I was so nervous going to that jam circle and I got into the jam circle and I was wearing some big wide pants and I like literally tripped while I was dancing. Oh. Like, like tripped over my pants. Like they talk about embarrassment. You've been dancing a decade. And I'm like tripping in a jam circle over my pants. I'm like, how do you <laughs> learn that? How do you learn that one thing? Like don't trip. <laughs> Wear the right clothes. <laughs> but anyway, Wear the right clothes. Yeah. Wear the right clothes. Oh man. <laughs> And you'll have to reach out to either Laura and I will tell you many stories or even Nick, like we're all just a history of like crazy stories. When we do these crazy, these gigs, we have fun moments and life is definitely not perfect. <laughs> there are a lot of fumbles <laughs> in the process. Uh, you just gave me a great idea for the next podcast. I might just get a bunch of people and have them just talk about their crazy moments from events. Yeah. yeah that's a great idea. I might do that. All right. 
Well, anything else? I know that we're coming on time. Anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? No, not at the top of my head. I, I feel good. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, like for for thank you for uh, interviewing me. Of yeah. course. Yeah, we've been. I'm so glad we finally got this on the books because you're so busy and I'm so busy, and yeah. like we finally made it work. And I have to say, you did so good. <laughs> That's what you were worried about. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. uh, I'm gonna stop recording here, but uh, don't go anywhere after I stop recording. Just have to do my outro. Uh, so, Jeremy, thank you so much for making it. Super appreciate you being here. Um, thank you. And everyone else, the word for the day to comment down below is uh, you don't have to win to be a good dancer. You don't have to win to be a good dancer. That's right. You remember that. So put that down in the comments if you made it to the very end. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all the socials down below. I'll put Jeremy's links down there as well. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. The music you are currently hearing is called Dances of the Night by Papa D. You can find all his links down below. Till next time. Don't lose hope trying to stand tall Trying to give the dance of yours the best that you got cause Every time that they hear this sound that music above the ground time just seemed to stop in every move seems all your life what is based on tonight and all you gotta do is do it right you gotta move you gotta move you gotta move 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 that's you got to got to be a dance.